Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the 9th of October, the week starting the 9th of October. Uh, this is week 41 of this year, 2023. And I know that there's a new moon solar eclipse in store for us. And I think a big bang of a week. Pam, fill us in. What are the details? Yes, Susie, this is an eclipse season and it is a big one. Um, we're already feeling it with uh, looking at a lot of what's going on in the world stage, certainly the ongoing Ukraine war and Congress blowing up in the United States with uh, the ousting of Speaker McCarthy and most sobering, the Mideast with Israel and Hamas. And the eclipse hasn't even occurred yet. This is the energy that's coming through that feels so intense at this point in time with of course everything else that's going on in the sky as Pluto leaves very slowly <laughs> excruciatingly its its position in Capricorn it will not be totally final uh, but we are in the last dregs of it. And as we usher in Pluto and Aquarius throughout 2024, we've already had a tiptoe into it. We will continue to see these huge shifts that occur as status quo must leave us. And Basically, energetically, we're welcoming in a more collaborative time. Now, there's a positive and negative with that, of course, because it all depends who you're collaborating with, who's in the sandbox with you. So there's an acceleration of this sense of gathering together and making change happen. And so the gathered together forces that have impact can be extreme and they can also be brilliant. Um, the, the question is how the masses congregate, what the orchestration becomes, how big is the resistance to whatever the quote people want to have happen and we have to look at imposing certain frames in space or in place that may not fit or work anymore 
So with that as the beginning, let's go into talking about October 9th, uh, which is Indigenous People Day, recognized in the States by some areas of the country, and uh, Thanksgiving Day in Canada. And this day has Moon and Leo, so there's a lot of sense of what I want to create, what I want to make happen, what I want to pull together, a, a, a feeling of play, uh, wanting to connect, declare, uh, and have something messaged out. There, It can happen very spontaneously. If you've been feeling that something's been bottled up or there's been something you've been planning on or working on or perhaps someone around you, it may suddenly just come out. Oh, where did that come from? It can feel very big, almost explosive. Of course, that word in today's times uh, gets people <laughs> looking at me like, what does that mean? And yes, it can mean a lot of different things, but ideally in your world, what it means is if something is feeling like it wants to express itself, be heard, declare, gain attention, then look at how you can deliver that the most graceful, commanding way possible. And sometimes that eruption can feel within us, but the expression of it can, can be done in a way that's transmitted, that calls attention, and is received with delight. So enjoy if that's what's coming up for you. It's also a time where anyone who's in the creative work uh, certainly writing, acting, painting, singing, anything that's about how we express ourselves through color, action, uh, communication, needs to be honed. So even though we may feel this, well, this is coming out, you want to make sure you can steer that in the direction you want. And that can be a struggle for some of us. It may feel like, oh, it's not quite time to launch this puppy. And if that's what you're feeling, then rein it in, play with it a little longer, and you'll really be satisfied with the, ex the results. On Tuesday, the 10th, Pluto goes direct. And depending on where you are, um, that happens at 9, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So you'll need to adjust to find the exact time. But when Pluto goes direct, it signals a time when uh, revelations start to pop up. <clears throat> Won't necessarily happen uh, this evening, but uh, we may witness this, well, we will witness this over the next several months. And I think one of the things that will come of this, just based on world events at this point in time, is that there'll be a lot more disclosures and information about some of the things that have been popping and exploding this week. Uh, finding out about 
inner workings in, in the United States government, whether you want to know about it or not, find out about things that have been seething and brewing in the Mideast. And this information is not necessarily going to be easy to digest, but will continue to inform decisions that are made in a very assertive way because this eclipse that I'm going to be talking about is a very powerful eclipse, and then it's succeeded by one in November. So Tuesday is, uh, we want to get any messages or things that we want to finish complete uh, off our desk uh, pre-dawn for those who are early risers. The moon goes void, of course, at 5.37 a.m., again, Eastern Time. and But it enters Virgo at 8.02 a.m., Eastern Time. And when we're in the void period, so that's about two and a half hours, we don't want to begin anything necessarily. We want to finish things up, um, uh, clear our desk, get ready for the next energetic thrust. And this is a good one too, uh, because what's happening in this waning moon cycle period, especially with the eclipse coming up end of week, we do want to wrap up, finish, complete anything that kind of needs that final bow on it and push out the door. Because once we get into the new moon cycle, <clears throat> There's going to be a lot of momentum to move in perhaps another direction, unless we're in an ongoing project that we kind of need to put more juice into, and then we can direct that as well with this energy. <clears throat> when the moon is in the sign of Virgo over the next couple of days, this is tremendously therapeutic. It also, especially we'll notice Tuesday morning perhaps, if you have any partners or uh, resistance <coughs> to something that you're in project of or wanting to uh, make happen, then it's time for serious uh, reckoning. Oh, you know, we're not really working together very well, or <clears throat> I don't think you're the right candidate for where we need to go with this. Or it may be more self-reflective uh, self where we realize, oh, I'm not really as committed to this as I thought or as I want to be. So how do I either separate from it because I'm not the right person for this? Or how do I engage in a way that's really, that really this project or commitment deserves? So there's a, there's a reckoning that happens. And it, it can be very quick. It can be very um, decisive. <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily feel great. <laughs> especially if, well, for instance, I'm looking in the mirror and thought, oh, I really fell short on that. Can I pull myself up and make myself do what I know really needs to happen here? But 
it can be addressed and we can move forward with it. So that is incredibly positive. And what Virgo asks when the moon's in the sign of Virgo <clears throat> and when the moon moves through a sign, it is going through a certain aspect in your horoscope, regardless of if you have any, in this case, Virgo, in your prominent in your horoscope or not, it still is moving through a certain area of life and may well be making geometric aspects to other planets or placements in your horoscope. So what happens is, <clears throat> regardless of what sign the moon is in, we are feeling some sort of emotional tug of uh, what's going on in that area of our lives or whatever's getting connected to it. So in the case of Virgo, I, I mean, I always recognize it has to do with uh, self-responsibility, uh, needing time to really focus on whatever I may need to focus on. And that's why one of the things that's really great about it when it's in that sign is anything therapeutic or anything that needs to be directed or, or given attention to so that you can really kind of methodically say, okay, I need to do this to get to there to make that happen. And it's a, it's a results given procedure of paying attention to the little things that get us closer to the big things. And this is particularly strong over the next couple of days because it's asking us, I think it's asking us to make make conscious decisions about what needs to go. We're not carrying into the next lunar cycle, so we're either completing it, putting it on the shelf, or saying this just is not something that's happening in my life. And, uh, and, and preparing ourselves for moving forward with the next cycle. So I think it's, it's, these are highly productive days. Uh, the 10th, Tuesday, the 11th, Wednesday, <clears throat> and Wednesday also can bring in um, an auspicious uh, event or partner or something you notice that really jazzes you up and, and makes you want to go forward. Mars also enters Scorpio uh, as we get into the 12th, and that pushes up the desire to move forward with something that we're really focused on, especially anyone with score, uh, water signs or earth signs strong in their chart, they'll, they'll feel this kind of push or thrust, like, like oiling the machine. Uh, okay, I'm really in the zone now. So Thursday the 12th, <clears throat> What happens here is we have this lovely window as we get past noon into late afternoon, which is really, really strong for making things happen, for just finish line, for um, 
wiping your hands of something, just saying, okay, that's done, uh, for pushing through something that you need to get through in a therapeutic sense. It could be some sort of revelation or shift that's occurring. I'm thinking body work where, oh, gosh, we finally moved that and feeling a sense of now we can work that muscle differently or do something differently. So it's, it's very directed. <clears throat> and the moon goes void, of course, at 4.10 p.m., and then we have several hours before it enters Libra. And so that in-between time, again, purge your desk, clean out a closet, set yourself up for the winter months, whatever it is you need to, or on the southern hemisphere of the summer months, whatever you need to do to have that sense of, <clears throat> okay, I'm ready for what comes next. And when the moon enters Libra, now we're feeling the tension that's coming with that new moon. I mean, we certainly have been feeling it anyway, but this ramps it up because the moon in Libra is inviting in the hard conversations. Uh, well, okay, this has happened. What are we going to do about it? How is this going to occur? And even if we don't want to have those hard conversations, they're kind of on the table. So we're maybe pushing them to one side, but we can still see them. They're not going away. <clears throat> so this can be a, an evening where we're cat dancing around issues, or we're just deciding, uh, well, let's just play for a while because everything's going to hit soon, so we might as well have a good time until it does. Friday the 13th. The moon is in the sign of Libra, and it is dark of moon because uh, the 14th is when the solar eclipse new moon happens. <laughs> so it is a day when we are best served by, I think, because there's a Mars-Saturn picture in the sky that's really, again, asking us, okay, did you do that kind of reflection on commitment and responsibility and what you're willing to make happen? Or did you not pay attention to it? You know, you, you know this isn't the right partner or you're not really up to the task or you're not feeling motivated enough and you're just kind of ignoring it. Stop ignoring it. <laughs> because dark moon period, it is a, it, we are, really best served by saying, okay, what what needs to go and what is it that I really am inviting in to move and make happen over the next lunar cycle and beyond. And this new moon eclipse on the 14th, it's exact at 1.55 p.m. Eastern Time. So yes, depending on where you are on the planet, you may well see the Ring of Fire. And it is in 
the sign of Libra, 21 degrees, 8 minutes. And the deal about this eclipse, which is part of the Saro cycle, and it's 7 south, is that it has immense power. Um, it, can, it can ignite a lot of anger, uh, violence, a sense of immense power, wanting to produce or just destroy. And so with watching again, looking at world events, <laughs> we can see things just suddenly erupting. And we can also see things suddenly going away. Uh, it doesn't mean they're all going to go away, unfortunately, but what it does mean <laughs> is that we can move th through things very quickly and decisively if we choose to take responsibility and use force in a way that's decisive and, well, the word righteous probably isn't really the right word because people use that word in all, all different ways. I, I mean, what's righteous for one person may not be righteous for another. Um, <clears throat> But I think that the beauty of this particular eclipse is that it's speaking about how we can move light years from where we are today. And so as a collective, when you meditate and you reflect on this or whatever's going on in your life, Think in terms of climate change, for instance, as an example. If we moved light years with what seems to be the trajectory of destruction today, well, everything can be over next year or sooner, or we can work in ways that mitigate and shift what seems to be inevitable so that we hit a an easier plateau of what today looks like it could be destruction. So that's an example. And always I encourage as individuals, whatever's going on in our lives, that we spend at least some time allowing, inviting in, enabling the sense that when enough people change or decide that they are doing things differently, everything can change. And so this is a very powerful eclipse. And when you use energy consciously, creatively, and with love, we can change the world. Sunday the 15th is, uh, the moon goes void, of course, at 3.01 a.m., and it enters Scorpio at 7.04 a.m. Now, I love this resurrective quality of this day that feeds into the following week because it really speaks of, of course, Scorpio always follows 
uh, Libra, but the position of this moon is really encouraging or, um, or advising that, yes, we can create change. We can make the seemingly impossible happen. So don't be afraid of the energy of this eclipse season. You're going to see a lot of negative spin on the internet, that's for sure. <clears throat> because the important thing to recognize about when there is immense power is that the thing that means everything about that power is what we do with it. And now to help us with the power, Susie. Okay, thank you so much, Pam. Wow, bit of a week, so to speak. Um, wow, okay, let's start with our meditation. So just bring yourself into a nice, quiet place of awareness. And as much as we can, let's try to slow down the racing mind the busyness of it all, just taking a few deeper breaths. And as we calm down a little bit, just giving our brain, giving our body, giving our emotions a chance to just be in a little bit of stillness, even for just a few moments. And as we take a few deeper breaths, finding the grace within ourselves, finding that core peaceful place, and you might think core, peaceful, never heard of that before, never experienced that before, but it's there. It's there for all of us. We just have to go a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, and we might find it even for a nanosecond, but it's there. And what we can do is cultivate that peaceful core. We can do our very best to water that garden, to make sure that it has all the things it needs to be peaceful and allow it to be a little bit more prominent in our life. And one of the ways we can do that is by really being very aware, very mindful of how we respond, of how we engage with the world around us, how we see things, how we hear things, how we let those things affect us because in all essence we actually do have a great deal of command in how we respond, in how we are here. Now given 
a lot of things are very automatic. You touch a hot pot on the stove, your hand will pull away even before you're thinking about it. So a lot of our, our actions and our thoughts, a lot of our words tend to be a little bit automatic. So just notice how much is automatic and how much you can begin to change that. Change it from the inside so that you become more and more peaceful, more and more neutral. Sounds like a really wonderful place to be. One of the ways that I like to envision this myself is the Dalai Lama, the great Tibetan Buddhist master, sitting in the middle of Grand Central Station during the busiest time of day and just sitting in meditation, not being disturbed by the movement, by the sound, by the rushing, but being able to hold that sacred, quiet, peaceful space. How do we get there? And once we get there, how do we stay there? How do we let that state be a part of our waking and even sleeping life? That state of grace, that state of peacefulness, holding grace. So let's just deepen into that grace within ourselves, that peaceful place, that gentle, neutral, peaceful place. And as you think about it, as you begin to envision it, you can feel the body relaxing, where there's tension in the muscles, tension in the mind, where there's fear, where there's pain, just allowing everything to soften, even if just for a few moments, just allow everything to soften and become relaxed. And we can hold this space. We can hold this peace even when things are getting very hairy around us, things are getting excited or scary, things seem on the tipping edge. We can still hold this space. And we can hold this space particularly because we know that we are in command. We are in command of our own mind. We are in command of our experience. And we can loosen 
that very, very hard grip that we have on the steering wheel with our white knuckles and go into a place of simply being. As you hold this place, recognising that it is what it is. The world is what it is. And we can choose to go along with this or that. We can choose to be angry. We can choose to fight. We can choose to be reactive. We can choose to go along with it. Or we can choose to simply be neutral and be peaceful. And even from that place, more effectively bring about change, bring about loving kindness, bring about a gentle, respectful attitude towards all living beings, towards all of life. Allowing now that sweetness, that gentleness to really pervade all of your being. Allow it to be present. Allow that gentleness to vibrate every single atom in your body and know that whenever you are feeling triggered by things happening inside you or things happening outside of you, that you always have this place within you that you can come to. And as we gently take a few deeper breaths, feeling that energy within our bodies, knowing that this, this is my core essence. Gently taking a few deeper breaths and opening our eyes. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much, Pam. And we will be with you next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.